Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sports by the Hour podcast. This is Ethan Schapp. And Matthew Schwab. And today we're doing our week three reactions. The first game we're going to talk about is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Ravens game. The Kansas City Chiefs won this game 33-28. to Patrick Mahomes had another, another amazing game, completing 27 of his 37 passes for 374 yards. He averaged 10.1 yards of throw. He had 10, oh, no, he had not 10. He had three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and had a QBR rating of 85.3. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, he played pretty well. He had, he completed 22 out of his 43 pass attempts for 267 yards. He had zero touchdowns and zero interceptions, but he also ran the ball for 46 yards and one rushing touchdown. To me, in this game, Patrick Mahomes showed once again that he is the most dynamic player in the league. He can single-handedly run his offense and give his chance, give his team the best chance to win every single game. Uh, even without his best receiver, Tyreek Hill, they had their rookie, McCole Hardman, step up. He had two catches for 97 yards with an 83-yard touchdown. This man has incredible speed, and I don't know how you're supposed to stop him and Tyreek Hill when they're both healthy. Now, I have a question for Schwab. How do you think John Harbaugh his play calling was in this game. Very questionable. And by questionable, I mean god-awful. It was it was atrocious. Um, went for three two-point conversions, and in total went one for three. That cost us two points overall, and to add that, he went for it on fourth down instead of taking a field goal, which cost us another three points. Adding up to five, which is what the Ravens lost by. Uh, the final score obviously being 33-28 to 28 in favor of the Chiefs. I think that John Harbaugh had an absolute nightmare coaching. And what he did towards the end of the game with the drop kick as an onside kick. I mean, it was interesting and it was kind of cool to see. But what, what was that? That, that was horrible. I, I don't understand the point of that. You gave it to them more in their own territory. Like, you you gave them room to set up blocks so that they could run the clock out if they did have a chance to on the kickoff. Like, John Harbaugh made some very, very, very bad calls that game, which is something that he hasn't done in the past few years. And I, I don't know. I don't have much else to say about it. Uh, the big problem for me was when um the Ravens were down by um what were they down by? They were gonna be down by ten if they took the extra point. Yep. But he went for the two point conversion to try to make it a nine point game. And when the Ravens did not get that, that means they were down by eleven, so they needed another two point conversion and a field goal. Or yeah. And to me that just takes Tucker out of the game because if it would have been seven, if it would have been down by ten, you can get the seven and then you can go for a long field goal. But now you need to go back on the field and get uh, a two point conversion. And I just feel like if you have someone as good as Tucker, you should be using him to the best of your abilities. Yeah, no, Justin Tucker is obviously by and far the best kicker in the NFL and will easily go down as one of the best kickers to ever do it. Why not use him? I mean, he's Justin Tucker. He there was a game against the Lions a couple years ago where he scored every single one of our points and we won the game, capping it off with a 61-yard field goal. I mean, Justin Tucker can make anything. 
So the next game we're going to be talking about is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the San Francisco 49ers. Everything that could have gone right for the Steelers went right, and they still couldn't win. Imagine being the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the most historic franchises in NFL history. Six Super Bowls. Recovering five turnovers and still losing the game. Imagine being the Pittsburgh Steelers. Having the San Francisco 49ers have more rushing yards than you had passing yards. Imagine being Minka Fitzpatrick. After requesting a trade from Miami, instantly being stiff-armed right back to Miami by Kyle Juszczyk. But in lighter note, what a great day for the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo, he had a, he had a questionable day, but you know what? He, he got the job done. He got the win at the end of the day, and that, that's all that matters. You could have the worst stats in the world, but as long as you're winning, you're on top. Uh, Jeff Wilson had eight carries for 18 yards, but somehow had two rushing touchdowns, which led the team. Uh, Raheem Mostert also had a rather good game uh, for the 49ers, 12 carries for 79 yards, uh, with a long, with the longest rush on the day being 19. And to the Steelers, their rushing was just horrible. Uh, James Conner, the person who's supposed to be their star running back, had 13 carries for 43 yards without a touchdown. And Juju Smith-Schuster, the guy who's supposed to be their star wide receiver, had three receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown, with his longest reception being 76 yards, meaning that without that, he had two catches for a whopping five yards. Mason Rudolph also, he was pretty bad. He was pretty bad in my opinion. I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo played slightly better than Mason Rudolph, despite throwing one more interception. I just think that Mason Rudolph is nowhere near the level of a leadership role and a pure passer role that Ben Roethlisberger is. And, man, this Steelers team just looks horrible right now. Uh, Ethan, what do you think about the Steelers' offense? So um, their offense has obviously struggled without uh, the triple Bs, the Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown. And this week we see um, them starting without all three of them. And you can just see that there's a huge difference. Uh, Mason Rudolph obviously struggled in his first career start. Uh, he, had, he threw the ball. He completed 14 out of his 27 pass attempts for 174 yards. He did have two touchdowns but one interception uh, with a QBR rating of 7.7. Which is absolutely terrible. Um, their offense had no drive. No, there was nothing that was leading them. They had five turnovers, and they scored six points off of four, five turnovers. The San Francisco 49ers got two turnovers and scored 14 points off of those two turnovers. They had no offense in the red zone or really the whole entire the, the entire day. Uh, they had 11 first downs to, to the 49ers, 26 first downs, and they went for. Uh, 3 for 12, 25% on third down efficiency. 
they they just played terrible all around. Uh, Tomlin is going to need to figure something out for this team, or it's going to be a long, terrible year, which they traded away their first-round draft pick to get Mika Fitzpatrick, who did have a good game. He uh, he uh, got an interception and caused a fumble. T.J. Watt uh, also got a, recovered a fumble and got an interception. And their other rookie, Devin Bush, uh, he got two fumble recoveries. So their defense played great. They got, they got five turnovers. But the offense is so terrible that they couldn't even get the win and fall 24-20 to to the San Francisco 49ers. So I think Pittsburgh has some things they need to figure out. And they're going to be looking to be at the bottom with the Bengals, which you predicted in the beginning of the year. Yep. I still hold true to my word. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers will place lower in the division than the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that Andy Dalton will actually outperform people's expectations towards the end of the year. So the next game we're going to be talking about is the Los Angeles Rams at the Cleveland Browns. It was a sloppy game from both teams, if I'm being honest. Um, The best player from both teams today, it's either between Brandon Cooks and Nick Chubb. Jared Goff had 269 passing yards with two touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, was sacked twice on the day, and finished with a quarterback rating of 42.6 and a passer rating of 79.8. Baker Mayfield had an even worse day, finishing with 195 yards, one touchdown, one interception, being sacked three times with a passer rating of 64 flat and a QB rating of 28.9. Brandon Cooks actually had a massive day alongside Cooper Cup. Uh, Both players on the Rams had over 100 yards receiving, Cooper Cup getting 11 catches for 102 yards and two touchdowns. And Brandon Cooks getting eight catches for 112 yards. Nick Chubb also had a big day on the ground, uh, getting 23 carries for 96 yards, uh, averaging 4.2 yards per carry. For the Rams, though, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley has been the most underperforming superstar this season. He was an MVP candidate the past two years. And is he, I don't think he's even in the top 10 in the league for rushing yards this year. Not even close. Granted, he is still dealing with some knee injuries. But, I mean, someone's got to figure it out. Either the coaches need to take him out and give him time to rest because when Todd Gurley's healthy, Todd Gurley is an unstoppable force in nature. But when he's unhealthy, even by the slightest means, he gets 14 carries for 43 yards, averaging 3.1 yards per carry. Against a Cleveland Browns defense with a defensive line that's just carried by Miles Garrett. Um, Other than that, I think the game was just sloppy all around. Uh, Ethan, do you have any words? Yeah, I have uh, two major takeaways uh, from this game. Uh, one the, on the Rams' side is uh, how I've said that their whole offense goes with Todd Gurley. Uh, Jared Goff is the highest-paid quarterback in the league, and he plays like a subpar average quarterback. Uh, 
he has the weapons. He has Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Brandon Cooks, especially in this game where the Browns secondary of Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, and Demarius Randall were all out of this game due to injury. And they were playing their second and third string uh, D-backs and cornerbacks. And he only puts up a 42.2 QBR rating and only can score 20 points. Uh, that's just not good enough. And it just shows how reliant this offense is on Todd Gurley. And then for the Browns, um, they obviously have not been up to par of what we thought or the expect expectations they were given in the offseason. Uh, they fall to 1-2, and two, and their highly elite offense is putting up 13 points at home. Um, I think they need to realize that they messed up by trading away uh, their best alignment to get Olivia, Olivier Vernon. And you can tell because Baker Mayfield is getting pressured every single play to the point where he's playing sloppy, and he has now five interceptions in three weeks. And I think they need to realize that they need to get back to basics and feed uh, Nick Chubb because he has, like Schwab said, 23 carries for 96 yards, averaging 4.2 carries a game. And they just need to – that's what's working. They need to just buy into it, even with all the firepower they have on the receiving side with Odell, Landry, and Najoku, who was also out for this game for injury. They need to, they need to run the ball more because they can't protect Baker. The next game I want to talk about is the – the Chicago Bears and Washington Redskins game. Uh, the Bears won this game 31-15, to and uh, for the most part, not a competitive game. Uh, the Bears' defense came out screaming and uh, got a pick six um, in the opening quarter. Uh, Haha Clinton Dix had nine tackles and two interceptions, one for a pick six. Kyle Fuller had seven tackles and one interception. And Khalil Mack had four tackles, two sacks, and two strips. Case Keenum had a terrible game. He fumbled the ball three times. Um, lost. They lost possession twice, and he threw two interceptions. He completed 30 out of his 43 pa passes. Uh, he did have a lot of yards for 332 yards. Uh, he threw for two touchdowns, like I said, three interceptions, and had a QBR of 18.3. Now, the Bears did put up a lot of points, 31 points, but don't let this confuse you. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is still struggling heavily. He uh, completed 25 out of his 31 pass attempts for 231 yards. He threw for three touchdowns and one interception for a QBR rating of 56. But his one interception is inexcusable. It was a goal line play. He was rolling out, and he tried to flip the ball over Josh Norman, and Josh Norman just went up and picked him off. Uh, uh, Rushing-wise, Montgomery, uh, he played pretty good. He had 13 carries for uh, 67 yards, averaged uh, 5.2. But this Bears defense still has some holes. Uh, they had the weapons, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen. Um, in the receiving, you have Alex Robinson and Taylor, Taylor Gabriel, who is proving to be uh, a decent uh, receiver. And then you have Cordell Patterson, who, in my opinion, is a very good gadget player who can play rush, running back and receiver. But, I mean, this is all about this Bears defense. They are so good on so many levels. And they just brought it to Case Keenum, who... Uh, after this game, did suffer a minor injury, and there's talk that Dwayne Haskins might start next week. Uh, Schwab, do you have any opinions on the game? I thought the Redskins played horrible. I thought everything that the Redskins did was horrible. And for a little bit of the game, I thought everything that the Bears did was horrible. The Bears' offense is not good. People need to realize that last year, was a fluke. The Bears are not good. Their best player is Khalil Mack, without question. 
other than that, they don't really have anybody else. Khalil Mack is the team. And Matt Nagy is just not a good coach. The Bears are an overrated team. And the Redskins are simply a bad team. I just have a quick question. Um, with your obvious, your obvious disapproval of the Bears this early in the season, um, do you still have them winning this division, or has that, cha- has that changed? I still have them winning the division just because I think it's a rather weak division. I think the Packers will fall apart. The last thing we want to talk about is uh, two uh, what, special performances from uh, Week 3, uh, one being Kyle Allen who uh, was playing for the injured Cam Newton against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Kyle Allen uh, completed 19 out of his 26 passes for 261 yards. He threw for four touchdowns and zero interceptions with a QBR rating of 90.4. He gave the Panthers their first win, scoring 38 points to the Cardinals 20. And this is the first game this year uh, that the Panthers were able to get over 400 yards with a total yards of uh, 413. And you really can't use the defense that uh, Cam didn't play a bad defense because he played uh, the Buccaneers in Week 2. However, I'm not saying that Kyle Allen is way better than Cam Newton. I just think that Kyle Allen playing so well now gives the, the Panthers enough time where they can sit Cam, let him heal properly, and not bring him back till he's 100% ready to go so we don't see the Cam Newton that we've seen f- through the first two weeks. I'm a fan of Cam Newton, all right? But, Cam, you're a disappointment. He's been 100% ready. The team is saying that he's not 100% ready so that they can cover up the fact that for the past few years, he's just been horrible. There's no excuse at this point. He hasn't done anything since 2015. When are we going to see that Cam Newton again? I mean, possibly never. Hopefully we get to see him soon. Um, Another performance, obviously, uh, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Um, Oh, what a game. 18-point comeback. Win the game on a game-winning touchdown run with... What was it? One minute, 20 seconds left? Mm-hmm, I think so. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Buccaneers got very unlucky at the end, um, pulling a playoff Chicago Bears moment. Um, you know, going wide right against the Giants, who are known for going wide right in big moment field goals. Um, honestly, I mean, the Bucks should have won the game, but Daniel Jones... Daniel Jones changed that. Daniel Jones played absolutely amazing. I mean, that was that was a fantastic game from a young star. Uh, yeah, he brought him back, uh, even without Saquon Barkley, who has been obviously their best player uh, since he was drafted. And uh, even when that team, who was already 0-2, lost their best player and should have had no hope, uh, Daniel Jones was able to give the team and the city hope and bring them back to the win.